0: Hello, I'm Ryan Bowl, a Middle East and North Africa analyst at Stratfor, a RAIN company. This podcast is brought to you by Stratfor Worldview, RAIN's premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Special subscription rates for podcast listeners can be found at stratfor.com slash podcast offer.
1: Welcome to the Essential Geopolitics podcast from Stratfor, a rain company. I'm Emily Donahue. Today I'm speaking with Stratfor's Asia-Pacific analyst, Evan Reese. Hey, Evan. Hey, Emily. Evan, Stratfor has been releasing intelligence and analysis on the protest movement in Thailand for our listeners. Can you explain what's behind the protests there?
0: Yeah, we've been watching this pretty closely. It's been going on for quite some time. Really, what motivated this from the beginning is frustration in Thailand has been building since 2019 when you saw this transition out of about five years of direct military rule into this weird hybrid system where the military has a great deal of control over politics, but there's a large elected element within the government. So it's, it's sort of a quasi-controlled democracy. Um, so there's been a lot of disaffection within Thailand around this, and, and there hadn't been a lot of demonstration And it really kicked off at the beginning of 2020 when the military went ahead and banned a major popular opposition party called Future Forward. Then COVID-19 happened and things kind of went dormant for a while. By the time mid-July rolled around, though, people felt comfortable once again coming out on the streets and you saw a large uptick in the thousands of uh, largely student-led protests in Bangkok, although there were some elements of participation from other sectors of society. And since that time, we've seen protests off and on, you know, every week or so with, with relatively large upticks at different intervals of these massive student-led protests, main, mainly in Bangkok, but in other parts of the country as well. And it, it reminds me a lot of, of what we saw in Chile with the protest movement in the last few years. It's, it's dozens of different groups. There's no central leadership. Um, prominently, though, the two groups that stand out are the Free Youth and the People's Party. Um, but they've managed to sustain momentum on the streets. The caveat, though, is is in a place like Chile, we we had a massive turnout on the streets that paralyzed the capital. In Thailand, it's been a shocking confrontation for the government, but but this is really a pretty small subset of Thai society. They're largely centered on the capital city. Um, they're largely students and 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 youth, not a broad swath of Thai society. So they differ a great deal from those massive red shirt and yellow shirt protests that we saw before the military coup in the earlier part of the 21st century.
1: Mm -hmm. How has the government responded to these ongoing protests? Well, the
0: protesters have really three key demands. The first is that they're calling for the prime minister to resign and for new elections to be held. The second is that they want an entirely new Thai constitution to end the grip of the military on civilian power. And then third is a very taboo criticism in Thailand. They're going after the monarchy. Uh, the Thai king who, who is held in very high regard in Thai society and is really the centerpiece of Thai politics. They want the Thai king to be put under greater constitutional control. Um, and they see him kind of as a weak point because the king that's in charge right now, King Bajira Longkorn, replaced his father, King Adula Adulajaj, in the last few years. His father was extremely popular, a bedrock of Thai politics. The son is a much weaker figure, one who doesn't have as strong of a foothold. So all of these are, are very confrontational demands that hit really at the heart of the Thai political system right now. The Thai government has not responded well. They've tried initially to crack down on the protests uh, through cracking down on speech and arresting some key members. In mid-October, when the protests really kicked into high gear, the government tried to declare a state of emergency, which caused a huge backlash and sustained protests on the streets. They backed down from that. So now what they're focused on is trying to co-opt some of the protesters' demands for constitutional reform, but to do it in a very controlled way, in a process of constitutional reform that's going to be very tightly overseen by military controlled elements and really avoid any major changes to the monarchy and the military. Um, So what that what they hope to do maybe is not necessarily to placate the protesters, because the protesters' demands are very extreme. But to reach out to the rest of Thai society and discredit this protest movement and show that the government is willing to be reasonable, uh, whereas protesters are not.
1: Evan, didn't I read recently that the Thai monarch put all the money from the royal treasury into his own control or something like that?
0: Yes. So what happened was during the military dictatorship period, they drafted this constitution, right? And that constitution put a certain degree of limits on, on the monarchy including putting the royal fortune, which is in the billions of dollars, it's a massive fortune, um, a little bit more under state control. During the transition towards this weird quasi-democratic system, the king managed to push back against that and get some key concessions from the military in return for his support for their transition. So one of those key concessions was greater control over the fortune of the thai monarchy which is which is absolutely massive in addition to to some control over certain military units he he really bartered this this stronger role for himself to protect himself from too much influence by the military or by the civilian government
1: mm. so what's the future that we're looking at here for the, both the protest movement and and the military and the monarchy
0: so given that the military led government is really not offering the protesters what they want and the protesters haven't managed to mobilize so many people on the street that they can, you know, hold the government hostage to force them to, deme- to, to comply with their demands. What we're likely to see is continued turnout of protesters on the streets. And that means disruptions in Bangkok. That means standoffs with police. That means all the sorts of issues we've seen for the last few months. At the same time, though, you'll be seeing in parallel this constitutional reform process. So throughout November, the Thai Parliament will be debating the constitutional reform proposals. And then you're going to see in early 2021, likely a nationwide referendum to approve those amendments. And throughout that whole period, you're going to see demonstrators on the streets. Now, the King's response is going to be interesting. The king has been relatively remote from Thai politics for some time. He spends a lot of time in Germany, which has been very controversial. It's even kind of seen the German government put in the spot as to whether it should be allowed for a Thai king to be conducting his business on German soil. But he's he's been very absent from Thai politics. The last few weeks have seen him much more present in Thailand, opening up more to the media, trying to be become more of a figurehead within the Thai political system. So I think he's going to be doing a lot to shore up his legitimacy with mainstream Thais, even as these protests continue on the streets.
1: So an eventful year in 2021 for Thailand.
0: Yes, absolutely. Especially if the COVID-19 situation continues to remain relatively in control in Thailand. That won't scare people off the streets.
1: Thank you for that insight, Evan.
0: Yes, of course. Thank you.
1: You can read more of Evan's comprehensive intelligence and forecasting on the geopolitics of the Asia-Pacific and the U.S.-China power competition in the region. And you can also keep ahead of what happens next with a subscription to Stratfor Worldview. Check out the special price for podcast listeners at stratfor.com slash podcast offer. That's all one word, stratfor.com slash podcast offer. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening.